We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience 3M Open First Look Research and First Crack at the PME Open DraftKings Listeners League. The link to the PME Open DraftKings Listeners League is in the description of this video and podcast where it appears every single week there's just under seven thousand spots like last week over a hundred thousand dollars of guaranteed money and if you tweet at me saying hey pat i'm a big fan of the show i listen to every single show every single week i can't find the link anywhere but i always listen i don't fucking believe you i'm saying it right off the top and it's the same goddamn spot every single fucking week so that's where it is if you miss out you miss out but hey go reserve your spot right now remember to smash the like button to the video give me your early lean in the comment section and rate and review the podcast we got so many new reviews but i see the numbers of downloads the numbers of listens and the numbers of reviews and they don't match up so if you're listening to the audio version of this please just scroll down to the bottom hit five stars and boom be on your way that is the best way you can support the Pat Mayo experience. So please help out the show just a little bit. Uh, also, all the stats I am providing today are from fantasynational.com. If you go to fantasynational.com slash Mayo or just promo code Mayo, you get yourself 20% off. I've been working on tightening up these shows because who the hell wants to listen to like an hour and a half of me rambling on me like, oh, it's this and ooh, it's that. Uh, in full disclosure, I am filming this towards the back half of the third round of Memorial. Currently, Tony Finau, Jeff's guy, has a three-stroke lead. We'll see where that ends up turning out, even by the end of the show. Who knows? Uh, if I decide to do some showdown stuff, I'm going to pack it at the end so it doesn't, you know, you don't want to hear about showdown stuff if you're watching this on a Sunday or on a Monday. So there we go. Uh, I will have the Monday show with Jeff Feinberg for 3M. 
of the DraftKings show. I believe I'll have a live chat this week. I'm not sure on that. Check back Monday to see how that goes. I'm thinking about having a welcome back to baseball show this week. There's going to be UFC this week. So a lot going on. Also on Friday, I released the ultimate movie bracket for the 2000s. Please go vote in that. That's pinned to my Twitter page at the PME right now. And if you want a chance to get in on a draw for some millionaire maker tickets... I don't know this for sure, but every single week since golf has returned, DraftKings has given me 20 tickets to give away, and I've been doing that at noon on my Twitter page on Wednesday every single week. So I would expect to find that out there. If you're not following me, then, I mean, you're probably not going to see it. But if you want to get into a draw for one of those Millionaire Maker tickets, check me out at the PME. Let's jump into it. 3M Open, 156-man field this time around, just like last year. First tournament ever at TPC Twin Cities uh, last season. It had been a staple on the Champions Tour before that. I actually went to the course last year and checked out some of the action. It's a really nice venue. Um, I played Hazeltine the day before. Hazeltine, a little bit nicer, not going to lie to you. But uh, TPC Twin Cities, very nice in its own right. I I described it last year without knowing really anything about the course as an easier version of the Honda Classic at PGA National. We all know PGA National is very tough, but there's water everywhere. There's water everywhere at this course, too. So if you just veer off the beaten path just a little bit, uh, you might be in a lot of trouble. But it's really easy to score. Eagles abound. Number 18, we had a big bet on Bryson last year, and Wolf made the Eagle on 18 to beat Bryson. Mason and Morikawa at the very end. Uh, if we just go and look at everything right off the hop, we will see that uh, par 71, 7,481 yards on bent grass, played pretty easily last year. And there's a direct correlation with the Rocket Mortgage, at least from what we saw this year to last year for the 3M. Uh, we'll look into that in a second once we jump over to Fantasy National. But that's basically it. It's going to be a full field. Uh, this is by far the weakest field since golf has returned uh you know there's very few studs at the top we got dustin brooks tommy finau paul casey bubba watson nice to see tommy fleetwood back i'm expecting him to play this the wgc to get in tune for the pga championship there's also a few guys playing for the first time over in europe this week in the british masters hosted by lee westwood a lot of people thought fleetwood was going to play in that but he skipped it to come over stateside Uh, i'll be curious to see if any of those guys end up making the move over i have no idea where stenson is i have no idea where adam scott is i'm guessing we're going to see them at the wgc just so they can get around underneath them before the pga championship but they're not in minneapolis this week so that's like the top end of the field the middle tier it drops off here wolf's the defending champ then it's like Corey connors uh minnesota university I think he's a golden gopher. So he went to, maybe he went to Minnesota State. I don't know. EVR, Eric Van Roy in the South African. A lot of ties to Minnesota, just like Troy Merritt, who ended up finishing very well at this tournament last year. Todd Father, Redmond, English, Glover, Henley, Norlander, Ryan Moore, Alex Noren, Chesson Hadley, Luke Liss, Sam Burns, Fratelli, Grio, Will Gordon, Matthias Schwab, and Bern Wiesberger are back in the field as well after missing the cut at Memorial. Two Euros who had made their first start at Mirfield Village. They're going to roll it through. I would bet that Wiesberger is going to end up being a really good value uh, again this week. Now that he has those rounds underneath him. Maybe his game's just not where it needs to be. But again, he entered the week the number 29 player in the world. And when these odds open, wouldn't be stunned to see him at like 75 to 1, 80 to 1, just because people don't give a shit about Bern Wiesberger. But hey, uh, and he might miss the cut and shoot like plus nine again, but he's still a good player. So he will likely be undervalued in the betting market, at least. I don't know what the DraftKings price is obviously going to be. Let's uh, take a gander over to fantasynational.com and jump right into everything. Uh, just to have everything. Let's just sort by strokes gain total, just for the 
the obviously the memorial stats aren't in this yet because the memorial hasn't concluded but if we just sort by strokes gained last 50 rounds two months and just see best tee to green players since the restart that's all i want to see so we got henley glover norlander dj he's gonna drop after this week connor's Redmond, Homa, Doc Redmond's really interesting because he lost over six strokes putting at Memorial. Uh, the ball striking was on point. I'm very curious to see where he opens at. Uh, I hope it's not the same sort of price that we got in Detroit. And because he missed the cut this week, we might get a 50. A 50 is a good number on Redmond this week. This could be a breakout spot for him, especially after we saw Wolf Morikawa go apeshit last year uh, with ball striking. That's really what you want to do here. Uh, let's see. Seifert's back in the field. He's been playing well. Grio, Straka, Casey. <laughs> Casey's probably going to go down there. Although it was really just one bad hole for Paul Casey. Like this kind of seems like a tailor-made course for him. I'd prefer it be on Bermuda for him, but he can't put anywhere anyway. So what's the difference? Uh, and as we'll see, once we kind of jump into this a little bit, that uh, we go back and take a look at the leaderboard from last year, that it's a lot of no putt guys at the top obviously bryson can putt a lot but wolf's not the greatest putter morikawa is not the greatest putter hadwin putted the lights out but if we just sort by who's in the field this time around versus last time around we can kind of get a glimpse here who kind of popped and who didn't uh we have well Wyndham clark came t5 so yeah obviously no putt sam burns t7 scott brown t15 so we have some guys here in the field that can actually do pretty well let's jump to 2009 and just kind of take a deep look at the leaderboard from last year so wolf morikawa bryson hadwin ortiz clark sam burns joey gerber there we go and there's a name you probably won't hear again great week ball striking for him though lucas glover the glove the glove's going to be a decent price this week especially after coming off of a decent week at memorial herman Merritt, hideki then you got fabian gomez big dick vic danielson m berg svensson svensson stephanie sloan brown piercy that was uh everyone who was t22 or better even ch3 lingering back here with tony fino and urgent atwell who, where the hell did Arjun Atwal pop up in the not-too-recent pass? I think it was Heritage after getting into the field. No, it was Rocket Mortgage. Another guy played well here last year, played well at Rocket Mortgage. Let's take a look at this Rocket Mortgage. I kind of want to compare the leaderboards. So you have Wolf, Morikawa, Bryson, Hadwin, Ortiz, Clark. And if we skip over to the Rocket Mortgage, Bryson, Wolf, Kisner, Willett, Armour, Hadwin, Hatton, McNeely, Straka, Merritt. So you're seeing some decent crossover here. Uh, it's kind of stunning, to tell you the truth. You see Doc Redman, Cam Champ, Mark Hubbard, Tom Lewis, all guys who pop up as well. Uh, I don't know what the direct correlation is. It might just be a weak field correlation, similar part of the country correlation. Uh, I, Rocket Mortgage is pretty easy. Obviously, 3M is a bit more challenging, but not significantly more challenging that you can just really look to it and just even look at the strokes gained last year like bryson game 5.2 strokes putting and his ball striking especially on approach was way behind morikawa and wolf and they didn't even gain a stroke putting and they came one and two had one gained a bunch had one when he plays well tends to gain a bunch but then you have ortiz didn't even gain a full stroke sam burns didn't even gain a full stroke uh good week for team no putt not gonna lie to you if things stay on the same course as they did last year now is that going to remain i don't know it's been one year at the course we can see something completely different i wouldn't really expect it though uh, it's not that dissimilar of a time frame either this was over i believe the fourth of july weekend in 2019 it's going to be two weeks later so it's going to be hot it's going to run really fast uh even last year the, oh yeah the glove we're not getting a good price on if he was seventh here last year either but you can see just uh, it's a lot of similar names that pop up 
uh, from the 2020 Rocket Mortgage. When guys like Arjun Atwal are actually coming back through. Ooh, Luke List. Maybe Luke List, uh, if he falters here down the stretch in round four, we can jump back on old Luke. Christoph Ventura is another one. He's back in the field this week. He can't even bet him low Norwegian against Vic because Vic's not playing for the first time since the restart. So there are guys, if that's going to be a real crossover, but the one good thing about this tournament is my modeling from last year was actually this i think this was the best model i built uh so i have the 3m i have worked next to it because it actually worked for once i like to keep these notes so i went 15 percent off the t 30 on approach 10 on birdies or better gain because you're going to need to score five on opportunities gain which is just a more precise version of approach realistically and and let's just call it a more realistic version of ball striking so opportunity is gained is the fantasy national stat where you can load in birdie greens and regulation or greens green and fringe on or under regulation inside 20 feet so that's a birdie attempt that's an opportunity to score uh so you got to still make your putt birdies are better gains after you make your putt par fours 15 percent par fives 10 percent uh par threes 200 to 225 five percent eagles gained five percent because you're going to be able to make some eagles at this course and then par fours uh 450 to 500 yards uh, at five percent so let's load that up and let's swing back over to see what's going on here let's look at the course conditions from last year let's look at the course breakdown from last year and see what they're telling us uh scoring relative to par uh it was average in the first round then easy the next three days green firmness was soft i bet you it's a bit firmer this year solely because it's just so hot out uh it was calm in minneapolis last year the rough was long, but there's not, I mean, you really have to go off the beaten path to find a lot of rough at this course. Uh, generally, if you go off the fairway too much, you're in the water. Uh, but just walking around the course, it didn't seem like, you know, oh, you can't hit it over here. Too much rough. There's some spots, but nothing crazy. Uh, 72 to 7,400 yards. We look at the breakdown. Uh, we can see that number five, hole number six. Uh, is the par of five, almost a 2% eagle rate, hole number 12, almost over a 3% eagle rate, and the closing hole, number 18. The, so the three par of fives, all very, not very eagleable, obviously, but if you have enough distance, you can get it there, or at least if you're hitting your long irons really well, uh, you can do it. We can just see around the green basically didn't play a factor at all amongst the top 10 finishers. Uh, putting did a little bit. Uh, But as you saw, it was either a lot of putting and that's what got you there or it was immaculate ball striking that got you to the very top of the leaderboard. And that's what I'm going to go with again this week. I don't want to take a guy who loses five strokes putting. That guy is not going to win. But if you can just be around average, just gain a little bit like we saw, like 0.4, you have a chance to win this tournament if you're striking the ball well off the tee and especially on your approaches. Most of the damage was done on par fives. That's why I added eagles gained into this. And you can even see ball striking versus short game. This is one of the most pronounced I've seen. Now, again, maybe that's a one-year outlier and it had a lot to do with the field strength and the players that were actually in that field. We'll learn more over time, but there's only so much that you can go on as it goes down to it. Uh, you can see that four of the par, five of the par four, sorry, are 450 to 500 yards and another four are 400 to 450 what's the really short one let's see 380 391 
Uh, they're not drivable, as you can see. Although if Bryson was in the field this year, maybe he could drive them. Uh, they're you know, very easy to birdie, but not super easy to eagle. Uh, this is a fun tool that you can kind of use on here. Uh, the cut line last year was minus two. That's probably going to be higher, or sorry, lower this year. I always get confused when I talk about golf that way. It's very confusing for everyone. But where it's top 65 in ties this year as opposed to top 70 in ties, as we've seen with the cut line in almost every tournament, especially the 156-person fields, I, I, even if it was like minus four or minus five, I wouldn't be super stunned with the way that things are going so far this year. Driving accuracy, higher than tour average. Greens and regulation, higher than tour average. Scrambling percent. Uh, is lower than tour average but where accuracy and greens and regulation are up fewer people are actually scrambling so that sample size is a bit misleading um, just because there's not as many opportunities to scramble versus different courses the single you know uh, three putts not a whole lot of three putts at this course versus average average driving distance super long compared to your average tour event Uh, and then we saw last year one round of 61 Four of 62, one of 63. So guys can go low down here. That's why, again, the the birdie or better percentage, the eagle rate, that needs to be super high. So let's look. I have constructed this model that I've loaded in for just the restart only. So it's going to give you some – we'll look at it on a longer term as well. But, you know, some guys, some like someone like Seamus Power, for example, has only played four rounds, and he played pretty well, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, but, you know, what's four rounds? Uh, it could be completely different. We'll get a better baseline. But Dustin, Henley, Redmond, Connors, Glover, Hadley, Norlander, Straka, Nick Taylor, Scott Stallings are your top ten in terms of this modeling since the restart. And then you have Gordon Homa. Burns, Mr. Eagle himself, Sam Burns, Mr. Burns, Uline, Hubba Hubbard, Chase Seaford, Sam Ryder, Bubba Watson, Christoph Ventura, ace. Then you got Paul Casey coming in at number 20, but he'll probably go down. Like I said, I think the long-term adjusted skill, if we just look at this for uh, all records past 50 rounds, uh, we might get a different result here. I bet you Paul Casey is going to come out at number one, just because this, what what I've tailor made this model to tell me is give me Paul Casey or give me dad. I bet you Corey Connors rates out really well too, because it's an ultimate ball striking type of thing when we go and look at it. And if I'm going to go off last year and what my initial lean was, when we look at ball striking versus short game, you know, especially I, this is a really big one right here. The lack of strokes gained around the green. And we can see it like Wolf gained a bunch. Uh, I believe one of those came from, I can't remember if it was from the fringe or if it was from just slightly in the rough, his putt on 18 that went in for Eagle. A lot of that could have been that one putt, but Morikawa loses, Hadwin loses, Garber loses, Glover loses, and they make up through it. Uh, Glover made it up through putting, but everyone else made it up through it for approach or just immaculate ball striking that I'm not too concerned. Like, I wouldn't want my guy to lose three strokes around the green. Don't get me wrong. Uh, You just want to kind of tread water, be around even a lot like putting. You don't want to be a huge negative, uh, but at the same time, I don't think it's the most essential thing in the world. Oh, the internet running slow right now at the old office for Pat Mayo. I guess when I'm linking in different things, and here we go. Let's see. Past 50 rounds overall that players have played, not just since the restart overall. Paul Casey, Corey Connors, one, two, obviously. <laughs> there we go. Doc Redmond, Brooks, EVR, Finau, Percy. Hmm. How did Cam Percy, how has he finished? I feel like he misses the cut on the number every single week because I'm such a sucker and I take him every single week. Uh, he's a bad putter, but not as bad on bent as anywhere else. Uh, he plays well in average conditions. That's always nice to see and calm conditions. So that could set up well for him. Missed the cut at rocket mortgage. Great on approach. Missed the cut at travelers. Great on approach. Guy can't drive the ball for shit. I don't know what happened to him. He used to be like, okay, but 
I don't know. He'll be like $6,300, I'd bet. Uh, DJ, I'm curious to see the overall number on DJ uh, as it comes through. English continues to play well. Glover continues to play well. Who else? You know, Tommy. You know, that's no shocker to see him out there. Grio, uh, when I talked about strokes gained around the green, these were two players that I wanted to hit at because they both suck around the greens. Uh, that's more or less why. I can't believe Grio still gained strokes on bent. That blows my mind. He hasn't gained strokes since. The Farmers, and that was he missed the cut, and at Farmers only one round is weighted. So he gained 0.4 at the south course at Torrey Pines before missing the cut. Chances are he probably missed a bunch of putts at the north course that wasn't weighted. So Sony is the actual last time that he lost or gained strokes putting over a full tournament. So not, not great there, Emiliano. Uh, but you can see the around the green game is just as bad, and that could be somewhat mitigated this week. We know Corey Connors is a horrendous around the green player as well. Maybe Maybe that can be somewhat mitigated for him. The problem with Connor is that he's going to be like not a favorite in this field, but I could see him being like the eighth most expensive guy on DraftKings. Maybe the Redmonds in that of the world. You see, Hadley's another one who sucks around the green. The ball striking is usually pretty on point. Was bad at Rocket Mortgage. That does not inspire a ton of confidence. But you can see that he's never really all that good around the greens. Historically, very poor around the greens. And he seems to be getting worse as we look at his baseline. Past 162, past 20, past 10, past 5. Worse, 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 worse. Getting better off the tee, though. So that's nice. And with him, he's kind of not necessarily boom or bust with the putter, but he either loses three, loses two, gains two, loses 1.3, gains 2.3. He's just one of those guys. He like this, this I guess, I guess farmers is still only one round. So that's really hard to wait. Same as RSM is only three rounds instead of one, but it's either lose, lose two or three, gain two or three. That's kind of his MO. But if you can catch him on the gain two or three, it's usually... It usually happens all at once, too. So he's actually a very good showdown player as it comes down to it. Danny Lee withdrew this week. I'm not sure why. Kokrak also withdrew this week. Uh, there was rumors that one of the caddies tested positive for COVID-19. There wasn't. Uh, I didn't see a release on who that was going to be. Uh, so I, I'd look more into it. Henley, I do really like this week. We might be able to catch him at a 45 50 i'm gonna look at the opening number and since i'm up with my son at 5 30 every morning now i'm there to catch the opening numbers anything 60 or over i see at henley i don't expect that to be the number but i'll be in on that bub rub whistles go woo woo he's having a nice week at memorial uh, i'm curious to see what he can do with this course him and list when we dig into the in-tournament stats to see how everyone's actually doing so far this week uh, i'll be curious to see how they go so we can see some of the guys uh you know long-term adjusted form uh the short i'm gonna go back to the short-term adjusted form just a little bit go back to all records two months uh just to get the restart back in and then maybe we can look at some individuals who have been excelling in one thing or another uh and you can when you go to fantasynational.com slash mayo for that 20 percent discount you can run where the fuck you want uh, i haven't been running mixed condition models on this course but you can try that out too uh people have had a lot of success with that in the description of this uh, video and podcast i do have kind of a walkthrough i might have to have moose on too because there is the sneak peek page which i'm just not as comfortable using yet but it's so fucking cool uh if you really want to use it uh mike knows how to use this so i'm mike designed it so he should know how to use it a whole lot better but it can give you like your model rank your edit rank this is in the default view right now where everyone ranks out almost the same but you can just see it in a different way it will load your graphs load your recent results you click on it and it goes over to tournament history and you can just kind of have that at your leisure 
uh, if you want to and switch back and forth between that. And it shows you a chart over time in the distance that you want to use. Like right now I have uh, past 24 rounds and it will save whatever model that you want to have. Uh, I think for this one, I just have nothing really weighted. I just have it showing uh, the five main stats that I like to look at over time and showing me T to green right now. But I can just go in and you know check out ball striking if I wanted to or just do the switch. Yeah, just do the switch over to ball striking just to see through lines over the past 24 rounds of you know and it's just kind of fun to scroll through when you're not so much looking at the names uh and you're just kind of rolling in order be like hey who's trailing like aaron badley i mean if this was the first five holes on a thursday i assume he'd be the best player on tour uh however that's not the case you can see his trend line is going down uh red means bad green means good as always and you can even see someone like adam shank he got it going really bad over the past 24 rounds he's starting to get it back a little bit better now and these are overall strokes gained uh so it's not just like a spike in terms of that sort of charting uh so you just want to see the guys going up a little bit you can see that weisberger has kind of bottomed out a little bit but again when you go look at the recent results that have been weighted for him wgc mexico china in november the open last july he just doesn't have a whole lot of pga starts to draw from he did win three times on the european tour last year so that's somewhere someone that you kind of have to do a bit more of a deep dive on to really get a good sense you see you know todd peaked and then he's kind of leveled out a little bit that was at travelers uh when he was striking the ball really well and couldn't make a putt on sunday uh you know brian gay He's kind of down in the dumps with this. Bryce Garnett is trending upwards. Uh, That's actually quite surprising to see. Bubba, the ball striking has actually been really good. Most of that is off the tee work, but still uh, encouraging to see. So this is a cool view to do. I I might start doing this kind of every single week as a part of my research. Corey Connors, boom, 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 up and up and up and up and up because he's Mr. Ball Striking, Denny McCarthy, Mr. Putting, Mr. No Ball Striking, just continues to lose and lose and lose. Redmond peaked and he's leveled off a little bit. Uh, although the ball striking was okay over his two rounds this week, that has not been factored into this yet. You know, Dustin gets the big bump from Travelers and then that's going to go back down a little bit after <laughs> Memorial EVR went up and down. I believe he's having an okay week. I'm not entirely sure what he's been up to overall. But this is just a cool, like, if you're more of a visual person and not someone who just likes looking at something that's a spreadsheet, uh, I think this view is really cool and it's a nice mix that you can put into it. Harris English is negative positive negative positive uh, he seems to have good week bad week good week bad week at least since the restart uh, norlander he's been up swafford's been up swafford broke my heart so badly at workday i don't know i probably will end up going back to him just because i know that he's going to be super cheap but ugh, not the best thing in the world um so we're back here since the restart best players on approach in this field uh again before memorial i want to keep reiterating that glover redmond henley connors the inventor of basketball matthew naismith at least the inventor of basketball james naismith's great-grandson matthew naismith either way he's fifth norlander homa grio percy hadley dustin anyone some you'll know like i said he's an interesting case um he'd been playing well and then ended up missing the cut Charles just can't get his driving going, but the approach has been like, okay, he melted down on the back nine coming in at Memorial. So, you know, tough course. It's hard to hold that against him. Chuck Hoffman, another guy who's been playing a little bit better too. We might just dig into him just a tad to see he, what he's been up to. Warinsky as well uh, had just been trending so well in the right direction. And then like he'd have a great ball striking around, then he couldn't make a putt. Uh, birdies are better. This factors in putting. So Glover, Gordon, Finau, DJ. I'm curious to see if, if Finau ends up winning, whether or not he skips this tournament or not but this should be like a really good venue for him 
Hadley, Wolf, Burns, Redman, Kepka, Straka, Connors, Uline, and birdies are better. The guys hitting it the closest on approaches on average, giving themselves opportunity. No shocker, a lot of the same approach guys, as you can see. Although Todd, when he's hitting it, uh, when he's striking his irons well, he's hitting it close. Same as Hardman, same as Kyle Stanley. This What this tells me is that their misses are really bad, and they're just missing the green on a lot of approaches if the opportunities gain is not correlating all that well with approaches. Stanley is another one I want to look into a little bit harder. Oh, Ryan Brem in his two rounds looking good. Thanks for showing up. And I'll take a look at old brother Seamus as well. Duff Daddy. Duff Daddy's been my boy the past two weeks. Uh, he missed it on the number two weeks ago and ended up sneaking through again this week. It's funny. When I when I, I, I tweeted out that I had an O of six line. It's the first ever O of six lineup I've ever had. Uh, but I'm actually having like an okay week overall. Not a ton of six of sixes and no good ones. My main lineup was a six of six, and it's now finally started to enter the cash midway through round three. Although all my guys are done already, except for like Furick at this point. But... Um, my it's funny. Like I used Weisberger, he ended up missing the cut. I used Scrivener, he ended up missing the cut. But the rest of my six K guys, I got right. My core three of Munoz, Furick, and Duffner all made it through, and I had some Tyler Duncan along with that as well. It's the studs that really screwed me this week. Like I had Tiger, I had Brooks, I had Morikawa, I had Hovland. All those guys made the cup. They didn't play well. I had no Rom. I had no Finau. I had no Cantlay. Those were guys that just I thought were going to be highly owned that I decided to ditch. Big mistake on my part. This happened to me. I want to say, not Travelers, because I had DJ and he won. Maybe the week before. can't remember what week it was, but I had all my 6K guys and 7K guys were, like, really good. And even, like, Keegan made the cut. Steele made the cut for me. So, like, my, my bottom-end guys were really good this week. The top-end guys, I just couldn't get on the right page. This happened to me a few weeks ago. And then last week, all my top-end guys were fucking fantastic. And I couldn't get a 6K guy or a low 7K guy through the cut to save my life. So I feel like I'm around the right region here as it comes to constructing my lineups. I like to be an optimist about this, even though I, you know, end up, I ended up having a really good week last week uh, after having a disastrous week the week before at Rocket Mortgage. But even at Rocket Mortgage, like I had Hatton, I just didn't have any Bryson. That was the week uh, where I had the 6K guys get through, but Reed ended up missing the cut for me, which was really horrible. Uh, when you play a very tight core and you go all in and have like 60 to 70% of some guys, you know, you're going to need to be perfect. But when the weeks that you are perfect, you're going to win a lot of money. Uh, and you're just not going to tread water even if you have a good week. You don't have the one lineup, you know, making a run in some of these contests. You're going to have like three, four, or five. And that's huge when it comes to actually trying to tackle uh, the very top end. Like it's if you're playing in GPPs over and over and over again, it's those big spike weeks that are the most important. Sung, you'll know, better better on POA. Let's see. Rocket Mortgage uh, gained a bunch through approach. He's gained on approach even at workday when he missed last week. Couldn't drive the ball for shit, uh, which is a through line for Sung you'll know. And as we saw last week, I mean, I guess if you're going to hit it as far and the greens and regulation are super high here, as long as he's not driving it into the water, should be okay. Uh, Maybe you can get that putter back going a little bit. I guess back on POA at Travelers, that really worked out. POA bent mix at Rocket Mortgage, and it's kind of the same thing at Workday. Didn't have it going, but, oh, he's been historically. I know he had the the work stoppage to go back to the Korean Army, but I don't hate Sung Yil No here. Maybe I can get a nice price on him as low Asian, although Hideki's not in the field. That could be tougher. Chucky Hoffman, ball striking was back last week at Workday. Did he play the 3M last year? 
Uh, he missed the cut at 3M last year, but he was going through a funk, I feel, around that time. Yeah, it was a really bad run for him. He was 13th at Charles Schwab last year. Miscut, 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 51st, miscut, 77th. And he just took some time off. He's been better as of late. Uh, bad since the restart uh, coming out of the gates, but gained on approach. It seems like he figured out the driver a little bit. And obviously the putting came through at workday, but... I don't know if he continues to strike his irons. All right, I mean that's the Chuck Hoffman that we that we know and we love. Uh, never the greatest putter on bent, but I feel like some of his wins have come on bent. Let's see, Valero bent, Valero bent, two wins since 2012. I know he had a few before that, but geez, yeah, some decent ball striking weeks from old Chuck. He's sponsored by Monkey Knife Fight, so you know, hopefully DraftKings can go sponsor someone soon. Richie Warinsky, bent grass, looking good. Rocket Mortgage came 21st, uh, lost on approach, but gained 6.3 at workday, T35, couldn't drive, couldn't putt. He's someone who just doesn't really seem to get it on the same page, but he's had four starts since the restart. He's made the cut every single time, even though he melted down on the weekend at Charles Schwab and kept the hot putter going. That was, again, on bent grass. So that maybe he can do this. Uh, I'm curious to see what his price, if he gets a price bump or not, because he's been playing really well. Kyle Stanley. I do find interesting. What was he last year here? He didn't play last year. He withdrew. He was in this, and then he withdrew before the tournament started last year. He's been kind of, you know, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde here a little bit when it comes to the ball striking, but historically a very good ball striker. As you can see, long-term, he's been really good. In the short-term, he has not been as good. But a lot of that, you know, has to do with losing a bit here. He had a bad rocket mortgage, but maybe he can get this back going. He's been really inconsistent round-to-round we go and look at him let's go take a look at his 10 rounds here since the restart has this been loading yeah there we go yeah like he's had some disaster like this round at rocket mortgage his first round was just an absolute fucking disaster but other than that you know gained in both didn't lose on approach in this round gained it's just been this one stretch round four at travelers round one at rocket mortgage something off the tee did not jive with him at rocket mortgage but everywhere else he's been gaining off the tee but he's a guy who's won a tournament losing strokes putting in the past it's not inconceivable that you know even if this is sort of the range that you want him to be in obviously you need the off the tee and you need the approach to be a lot better than this but it's encouraging to see that you know minus 1.2 that's not the end of the world this week if it comes down to it now i know that minus one is over two rounds and it factored out prorated would be minus two that would not be good but again just be around field average you can be okay um he's not the worst on bent he's way worse on bermuda these are terrible putting splits overall for kyle stanley he's just a sucker that i like to get behind it's funny he gains way more strokes in difficult conditions maybe that's something to look at maybe i'll maybe i'll parse that out a little bit um this wouldn't work in the short-term modeling because nothing has played super challenging outside of memorial so far but interesting to see Old Sammy Burns, guy keeps popping up everywhere. If we look at that, who's been good at the long par threes, again, take this with a grain of salt because there haven't been that many of the long par threes. Like Jerry Kelly has four rounds worth of data. That would be a better one to really factor in long term if you wanted to look at it. I and a lot again, a lot of this stuff comes into putting. So uh, when you think about long par three, short game putting, maybe that's not the best way. I've been working with Moose on. Three different tools that we're hoping to launch maybe early next year. This stuff takes a whole lot longer than you think. One of them is to parse out um, opportunities gained by specific range or greens and regulation by specific range. So something like this would be super interesting. 200 to 225. Yes, here are the best players on it, but are they chipping in? Are they making 45-foot putts? That's not really factored in. That's all factored into this. Can you parse out that data a little bit more to say, oh, you know, Maybe this guy is missing a bunch of 20-foot putts 
on par threes, 200 to 225, but he's hitting greens and regulation on them, like at an 85% clip. Like, I'll take that guy rather than the guy that has to scramble and get it up and down on the par threes of this length. Because I don't want guys to actually, you know, I mean, I would want them to make a whole bunch of birdies, but these are harder holes that par is good on them and just don't put yourself into difficult circumstances to make a big number. Uh, so that's one of the things I want to parse out. Just like uh, greens and regulation, like greens and regulation or proximity on you know, going for the green, either on short par fours or second shots on par fives, just to really navigate who is going for them, who is successful at going for those, who has, who is trying to give themselves the best opportunity to make eagle on those. I think that's really valuable information to look for. It's just extremely difficult to parse. So hopefully we can get that figured out with our data very quickly and get that turned around sooner than we hope. Uh, Eagles so far. Arjun Atwal in his four rounds is making eagle everywhere. Sung you'll know. Inventor of basketball, Matthew Naismith, Love Mark, Cam Davis. Cam Davis loves himself an eagle. Don't don't get it twisted. Burns long term uh, has not been good at eagle since the restart. But if we did parse this out over a longer sample, he's been really good at them. So I think Burns is going to end up making the card this week. I bet you he's going to end up being pretty popular on DraftKings, but I'm okay with that. Uh, Doc Doc just checks so many of the boxes here. This is going to be just this is going to be Chalk City on Redmond. Uh, even though he was, I mean, I don't know if the overall public will end up being on him, but anyone that runs a statistical model that Doc Redmond's going to look super fantastic this week. Uh, let's switch over into let's see here DraftKings Memorial and go look at the in tournament stats so far. I should probably check in to see how people are doing on the course right now if anything has super shifted my best outcome tomorrow is if somehow kevin knock can come inside the top five he's t11 right now as i check in oh it's a three-way tie for the lead rom palmer and finau i know jeff's got rom and finau oh willett has worked his way back into this as well all right here we go danny yeah we bet him on the live show i bet him at 66 to 1 with the each way so if he wants to get uh, get himself going here a little bit that's really nice how did he do this? Oh, he's made four birdies on the back nine. I, I don't want to talk too much about this because it's going to be wildly out of date even by the time that I go through this. But the leaders are on hole 13 and f- on 14 and 15 right now. Uh, yeah, if nah, I have a top 10 on nah, a top five on nah, and an outright on nah. The outright looks kind of crazy right now. But if minus six where Norlander, Day, and Willett are right now, that's only four strokes back. And if this course plays again just as difficult as it has today, then all of a sudden it's not going to be so crazy. Uh, even a top 10, if a top 10 and top five come through for now, I actually end up having a winning week just because of the steel top five first round. And Munoz is T32 right now. If he can somehow work his way into the top 20, I believe that pays eight or 12 to one, which would be really nice. Or if Siwoo wants to shoot like six under, he did make five birdies in a row today uh, and get himself inside the top five. That would be fucking fantastic. And that'd be a nice win. He has six top five since his last or six top five since his last win at the players and those each ways tend to pay like his each way this week pays 62 and a half to one like that's that that'll tread you some water throughout time if he keeps spiking like that he's actually been playing kind of well which is kind of scary um let's just look at round three to see what everyone's up to right now obviously these stats are going to change over time uh, who was the oh, Paul, Rory Palmer Munoz? Of course, fucking Munoz loses another two. And, fuck Munoz. Make some goddamn pots. Killing me out here. Day finally had the reverse day around where he's gaining strokes on approach. Day's kind of putting it together a little bit. Duncan continues to play well in the ball striking department. Uh, he's a threat. I mean, he won RSM. Is, man. Oh, Billy Ho. 
he'd be a nice look last week. Again, there's Siwoo up there, 2.3, making some strouts. Uh, Morikawa, I watched the Morikawa round this morning. That was not good. Duffner couldn't make a putt. Duffner's interesting next week, too, if he can figure out the driver a little bit. Answer finally gained on his approaches, uh, which is nice to see, although 17 ate him up again today. Rory cannot chip. Uh, who's gaining all the putts? I'm shocked to see Finau is another. I guess his round isn't concluded yet. But Todd Willett again for the second straight day is having a great putting round. Nah saved himself with the putter. Fitz for the second straight day losing strokes on approach, gaining them on the greens. Uh, Kepka gained a bunch of strokes. Apparently his knee still hurts, so he might be. Although 3M sets up really well for him, I might go full fade on Brooks next week. I'm curious to see. What ends up happening with him? Steele continues to make putts. Damon's making putts. Norlander, although the approach is back for him. Well, let's just look at all rounds and look at some of the guys that missed the cut. I think that's who we're really interested in here, uh, just to see if there's any value on guys from next week. Just as a quick scroll, who gained ball striking-wise? Justin Rose gained a bunch ball striking, was a disaster around the green, but he is not playing next week. Paul Casey, 3.6 strokes gained ball striking, lost four around the greens. Uh, When you go bunk to bunk and then bunk to water, you're not going to be doing so hot. So Casey's definitely back in play next week, although there is a lot of water on that course too. I really wish Sergio was playing 3M. That seems like a perfect course for him. Lowry gained a bunch uh, and ended up missing the cut because he couldn't make a fucking putt. Who else here? Nick Taylor gained a lot on approach. Taylor's been playing well since the restart. I might have to go with him. Um, Emiliano, very shocking for Emiliano to lose that many strokes on approach. That is very atypical of him. Uh, So maybe he is a look again next week. Uh, Who else kind of pops out here? Hard to gain a bunch of strokes when you're like 85 over par. Neiman was 11th tee to green for the week and ended up missing the cut. So thanks for that. Redmond 3.1 in the ball striking department lost six strokes putting. Um, that's tough. Tough go here. Hopefully Neiman ends up joining it next week to see what happens. Yeah, so there's not a whole lot of even guys who missed the cut. This is a smaller field, obviously. Uh, If we just look at approach, if anyone is going to go back in, uh, Taylor has been the best. Neiman not playing. Redman. Yes, there's not a ton really. Grace gained. Is Grace playing this week? No, now I gotta go take a gander to see if he's ending if he's gonna end up playing. Munoz and Showdown, by the way. We'll get I guess dig back into showdown in a second. You can only look at the in tournament stats for the tournament that you're on. Uh, so I have to change I guess it's on Memorial, we'll change back to three M so I can see if Brendan Grace is playing or not. <laughs> but that is interesting. Brendan Grace. Hmm. Four and a half stroke. Sun Kang. Uh, Kang ended up making the cut. He's playing right now, but through all rounds, he's actually been okay on his approaches. VJ been pretty good on his approaches. I don't know if VJ is going to be back in the field or not. Let's see. Grace not playing. Is VJ playing? Vij from Fij. No, he is not up there. So don't worry about those guys. It's got to be Kang. Is Kang playing? No, Kang's not playing. No one is playing this fucking event. It's just the biggest scrub field of all time. Uh, ZJ is having a nice ball striking week overall. Uh, So is Xander. Uh, Obviously, a lot of that is round one putting. Morikawa has lost almost six strokes putting now. Uh, Where's Bub Rub? Bubba. Bubba's having a week. Oh, am I going to bite the bullet on Bubba next week? 
generally speaking, if it's not a course where Bubba has won before, especially like if he kind of falls, fizzles out here in the final round, even comes like T21 or something like that, this ball striking is immaculate. Um, man, am I going to go with Bubba? Oh, that that's such danger. Although he missed the three cuts in a row. And now he finally made the cut. He's playing well. The ball striking anyone. And he was like, a, he was plus six after round one and ended up really making a charge here on Friday and Saturday. So I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens to him. This could be a nice venue again for him. So if we just look at showdown, basing it off the round three stats, uh, I just want to kind of go through this. I, now I'm off of the tournament I need to be on. So let's go back to Memorial. Let's just switch over to betting odds to update the page. And take a look at in-tournament stats. This would be easier to do if we had, you know, if round three was finished for everyone. But obviously it's not as we look at this. Uh, Let's just sort by ball striking to see who's been good. Rory. Well, Rory in showdown tomorrow. I mean, that's nothing new. (laughs) But, uh, oh man, Palmer is kind of primed to be. He could be looking good tomorrow. I wonder what his odds are right now. Versus these top end guys. I mean, I don't expect Palmer to win, but it's interesting to see that he's striking the ball so well and not making a putt. Not making putts is kind of his thing. Oh, Rom is now. Fino has dropped back. He bogeyed number 14. So Rom's actually minus 120 to win right now. And then you got Ryan Palmer at 5 to 1 as I check in on this, as they're all through 14 and on 15. Uh, at the moment, Reeves in fourth, Willett, Day, and Norlander minus six. Matt Wallace, is it finally time for Matt Wallace? Probably not, although because it seems to be all putting from him. The best approach guys, best ball striking guys, Rory, Palmer, Duncan, Munoz, Watson, Scheffler. That's a lot for Munoz on approach, 3.1. That's a lot for Duncan just to gain almost four strokes ball striking wise. Oh, no, now Fino is, you know, now Rom's plus 110, Ra- Palmer. What is Wallace? Wallace is 66 to 1? I guess he's six strokes back. That's a lot. Yeah, probably probably too much of an ask for him. Although this each way with Danny Willard, I'm feeling a lot better about that now. I hope I played the each way. Now I have to go look at this as I'm in real time on doing this. Uh, Danny Willard. It was an each way. Come inside the top five, Danny. 66 to one. What will that end up paying me? What's that divided by four? 15.25. All right. I'll take that. Take that. Be a nice savior to the week. Just picking up some of this live shit along the way. Uh, Reed was really good in the ball. He played by himself too, which is kind of weird. He will not be playing by himself again tomorrow. The Wolfman couldn't make a putt, but gained a bunch off the tee. Uh, the off the tee stuff tends to remain stickier week to week if they're generally good baseline guys like Bubba, Scheffler, um, and Wolf are all really good drivers of the ball. So like, that's not an unsustainable number. To, but like to to gain this much on approach day after day, like someone like Horschel could do it again. Any of these guys could do it again. Uh, but I find that you know overachieving either around the green or putting tends to. It's just harder to replicate day after day after day, although 3.1 strokes on approach for Munoz seems relatively <laughs> unsustainable for him, at least. Same as Rory up, up around four, Palmer around three. Like, had they have capitalized on the round, they could have went really low, but they didn't at this point in time. Otherwise, ball striking. Oh, EVR. Here we go. Let's bet EVR. That's my early lean for next week is EVR. Hopefully he fucks off tomorrow or has another one of these rounds where he can't chip. And like, that's the one thing that we looked at that you don't really need to do at 3M is actually chip. So kind of like that a little bit. 
Rombo's playing well. Siwoo is just so up and down. You never know with him. He's kind of a good showdown play because he'll make like triple bogey, then three birdies in a row. Uh, this is the second straight week he's had a birdie streak at Murfield Village. Uh, Duffner could be a nice look tomorrow. Connors, although he did gain putting, the approach was on point. Day, you just don't see this from him all that often, although maybe he's turned himself a corner. Uh, and then you have to factor in all of the you know, placement points towards the end as well. So we just sort by position. Some of these guys kind of out of the mix. This is going to be hard for Matt Wallace to sustain, gaining almost four strokes putting. Same with Patrick Rogers. Although this is the second time this week he's gained over two strokes putting in a round. Nah, I mean, I need him to make the run. I, I hope you know he does repeat this, but... He tends to be a very streaky putter, so maybe that's a good thing. Uh, Spieth has been like pretty good with his irons this week, although you'll notice that he can't drive the ball uh, all that well. Woodland has kind of fallen back a little bit in the in that department, although he can kind of flip it around. This is just a bad round for Woodland. Maybe he can regain it uh, right now. He's through 14 holes. He's having a bad day. That if he can get in around minus two, minus three, he's someone who could like shoot minus four, minus five at this course, probably won't win. But that's great for showdown and will get you some of those placement points. With Mackenzie Hughes, I can't believe he actually gained on approach today, but he's like putt, ride, or die. Uh, that's a decent guy for showdown if you get him right, and he's a horrendous guy for showdown if you can get him wrong. Chinese bad boys in Zhu Zhang uh, is minus one going into tomorrow like he just he's a lot like si Wu in the fact that he just trades birdies for bogeys but he has no problem scoring by any means bub bub rub get this guy a putter and all of a sudden he's looking a lot better in that department you know that any of the four par fives are in play for him for eagle so that's always nice to have big dick vic had a really bad round uh it was all putter yesterday as well so maybe he's a fade uh even though you might look at him and say he's just so weird that he could get it going really quickly uh, that sustainability-wise, that's tough day-to-day-to-day-to-day. I want to take a look at Furyk, who had been playing well. Uh, he's just been a disaster today. Poor Furyk. Uh, he's six over on his round. Not great. Anyway, that is the first look for the 3M Open. If you want to take a look into the customizable stats at FantasyNational.com, you can do that at FantasyNational.com slash Mayo Listener League link in the description of this video and podcast. We can't actually post the link in the video. That's why it takes you through to the podcast. If you end up doing that and you're normally a video watcher and you go there to get it, hit play right away. Even if you don't listen to the audio podcast, it gets me a download. And that would be very much appreciated. Just like the ratings and review, stuff like this goes a long way to really helping out the Pat Mayo experience. The more you can help out, the more we keep this free of charge to everyone. And we might be able to even expand coverage in the not too distant future as well. That you might not even get me. Maybe I can hire someone else to do shows on other sports like baseball or basketball because they're coming back now too. And people seem to be game for anything these days. The MMA show is doing off the charts. If you're watching this like right away, we have MMA every single week. We had a really bad card for the Wednesday night card, but uh, viewers of the Pat Mayo experience from the Dogger Pass podcast for UFC 251 won over $700,000 on that card. Of the 19 people that split the millionaire maker, four of them, at least four of them that we heard from were viewers of the Pat Mayo experience. So the UFC show continues to print. So I'd recommend going to check that out and vote in the comedy movie bracket. I released running back rankings on Saturday as well. The top 200 show I have out for fantasy football. We're doing a lot right now. Hopefully we can bring you more fun movie stuff and cuss corner as well, but we're sticking to golf. I will be back on Monday with Jeff Feinberg and remember to smash the like button and give me your early lean in the, co- in the comment section 
Mine's going to be EVR right now. And for fuck's sake, Bubba Watson oh, and Russell Henley. Those are my three guys, core guys right now uh, before I do more research, see how the results of the Memorial go. Remind me of that, by the way, if I start being like, I don't like this guy. Why did I like this guy to begin with? On paper, these are the guys that I like right now. And maybe I'll eat the chalk on them if they end up becoming Redman as well. We'll see how popular he ends up getting. Anyway, enjoy the rest of your weekend. I hope your bets and your DraftKings lineup come through for you at Memorial, or if you're watching this afterwards, did come through for you at Memorial. My column will be up on DKNation.com on Monday. Check all that out. Got a ton for you, all right? I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.